0: If you have your Bibles this morning and will, turn with us over to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, beginning with verse 10, Ecclesiastes 9, 10. Sheila's going to come and read the scripture for us this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, beginning with verse 10. God is good all the time. 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 Let's all stand together, if you can and will, for the reading of God's Word. Whatever your hand finds to do... Do it with all your might, for in the realm of the deed, the dead. Where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you, dear Lord, for the ability that you have given us to be able to be workers for you. That, dear Lord, that we not only need to be workers for you, but we need to give you our very, very best. Bless us through this time together. In your sweet name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Leftovers. Leftovers. You might say, well, preacher, how are you going to preach a sermon on leftovers? Well, you all give me just a few moments and we'll see where we go to, okay? When I was young, if you looked up the definition of poor in the dictionary, you know what it'd say? C. Mills, M-I-L-L-S. We didn't have anything. We were poor, poor, poor. And I remember my mom and dad always trying to stretch everything. I remember listening to my mom and dad many, many times around the kitchen table talking about, honey, do we need to pay the electric bill right now? Or do we need to pay the water bill right now? What do we do? And I remember hearing mom pray and dad praying many, many times, Lord, Help us just be able to get through this one more time. Help us, dear Lord, to be able to find a way to pay that bill. Find a way to to keep being able to keep on going. And I want to tell you something. I believe that God hears our prayers. Amen? You know what else? He not only hears our prayers, He answers our prayers. Because I remember month after month, the lights were still on. The water was still flowing through the pipes at the house. One of the things that we did cut back on is what we ate at the house. And I've told you all this before, but most of the time at our house, about four or or five times a week, we'd have fried chicken at our house. You know why fried chicken? Probably the doctors would say that's why your arteries are all messed up. But fried chicken was the cheapest thing you could have. And we would also, every once in a while, every once in a while now, we'd have meatloaf. And that was a big night when we had meatloaf. I remember the first time that I went up to to be with Sheila's mom and dad, and Sheila was there with me, and her mom looked at me and said, we're going to have T-bone steaks. I was like, T-bone steaks? What in the world is T-bone steaks? Because all I knew was that you had minute steaks. Y'all remember minute steaks? And it wasn't even close to what a T-bone steak had, but we would have those every once in a while. Now, my, my mom made sure that not only we had that fried chicken during the week and that meatloaf and every once in a while minute steaks and every once in a while a couple other things. Sheila would always like, think it was pretty funny at our house. He'd probably die now if he did this, but we'd have chicken for supper. And then mom would wrap up on top of the stove the rest of the chicken. And everybody had their own parts of the chicken, right? And, and I would eat my part for supper, but you didn't eat any more because the rest of that was what you ate before you went to bed at night. And Sheila came over to the house a few times before we were married, and, and she wouldn't touch that chicken. She said, it's going to key. And I said, well, I, I'm still here, and Mom and Dad's still here. But that was, that was the way we were. Mom would take everything we had, and she would put it in the refrigerator, and we would call it... You know what we would call it? Leftovers. Leftovers. Why was that? Well, it was you, you got everything, what? That you wanted. And you just took the rest and you put it in the refrigerator. Now, there was another big night we'd have every once in a while. and Some people would say, preacher, I can't believe you did that. But we'd have goulash. You ever had goulash before? That's when you take everything that's a what? A leftover. And you put it in what? A big old pot. And you just put it all together. And you stir it up. You might put a little tomato juice in there. If you didn't have no tomato juice, you might put a little water in there. And you stir it up and and you'd eat it. And me and Dad would sit there and go, "Mm, mm, mm-mm-mm, this best thing ever. Now, sometimes goulash was good. Sometimes it's bad, you know, because you're just taking everything that you had and throwing it all together. But we made sure, we made sure that that we didn't let any food go to waste, even when it was leftovers. I got to thinking about that a few years ago, and what came to my mind is this. So often, we don't give God the good stuff, do we? We don't give God the best fried chicken that we have. We don't give God the best minute steak or the best meatloaf or whatever your favorite meal is. So often in our Christian life, we don't give Him those things, the good stuff, the, t- the stuff that makes us feel good. So often we give Him just our what? Just our leftovers. Just when we think, you know, we we have just enough, we're going to... Use what's left over of our lives. And I believe that's what's going on in our lot of Christians' lives today. I want you to know something. God doesn't need your leftovers. God needs your best, doesn't He? You hear what I'm saying? God doesn't need your leftovers. He doesn't want you just to say, God, I'm going to be a Christian when I have enough time. Or, God, I, I want to be a Christian when nothing else is going on. God says He wants our very best in our hearts in our lives. Let me ask you this question as you think about leftovers and what the rest of my sermon this morning. What have you given up in your life to be able to serve God? What have you given up in your life that makes you say, God, I'm not going to give you the leftovers I'm going to give you the best. God, this is what I have that I am giving to you. As Christians, there's a lot of ways that we could look. Sometimes we may have given God what was left over our loyalty. Over Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Every Christian knows... That God expects and God demands for us to put Him first in our life. What does that scripture say to you this morning? What do you need to seek first every moment of your life? What do you need to be striving for every moment of your life? What do you seek in your lives? A lot of folks give God a lot of leftovers when it comes to that, isn't it? You have a list of things, now you don't want to write it down on paper, but those are the things that you seek. Those are the things that you go after. I remember when Sheila and I were first married, we were chasing something. You know what it was? We was chasing the almighty dollar. And I've been chasing that for many, many, many years. Let me tell you something, folks. That mighty dollar can cause a lot of distance Between you and God. Amen? It can cause you to lose focus because that's what you're seeking. Instead of seeking God, you have other things in your life you seek as well, don't you? What are you loyal to? I've always said you can see what a person's loyalty is by where they spend most of what? Most of their time. Most of their energy. That's where they spend most. Yes, and money too. That's where they are in their life. They seek, not God. They seek God when they have time. When they can give Him a little bit of what? The leftovers. But instead of seeking God every day. So what does that look like? But seek ye first the kingdom of what? Of God. Seek ye... First, What does that mean? That means every day in your life that you're going to give God your what? Your best. You're going to give Him your best of everything. You're not going to say, God, I'm going to give you what's left over. If I have a little time today, God, I'll pray. If I have a little time today, God, I'll, I'll read my Bibles. If I have a, a little time, God, I'll go see somebody. Answer me this question and answer it to yourself. When was the last time that you took time actually to stop by and see somebody that was in need? When was the last time you actually took time to call and talk to somebody that was in need? When was the last time that you actually took time to be somebody's understanding of what God needed in their life? When was the last time that you put somebody else what? First. But seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God. So that means when you get up in the morning, my my day's a little different now than what it used to be. I used to get to my office and I would take out a little sticky note, them little yeller sticky notes, you know you have, and I'd write down everything I wanted to accomplish that day, and some days it went really, really good, and some days it went really, really bad. Now it's basically when I get up in the morning, I just do what Sheila tells me to do, and that's what... That's what the rest, rest of my, my, day, my day looks like. But when was the last time you got up in the morning and said, God, today I'm going to put you first and I'm going to do what you want me to do. God, you're going to be first today. I promise you something. If you put God, get ready to say amen, okay? If you put God first in your life, all those other things are going to fall into place. Amen? The problem is, is when you flip the switch, right? When you put all those things up top, and then you say to yourself, God, I'm done with those. Now I'm going to give you, I'm going to seek you, God. That's not what God asks for us as Christians. He doesn't want our leftovers when it comes to being loyal to Him. Also, what about giving God what is left over of your time? Over in Ephesians five fifteen through 16 it says, Be very careful, then, How you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. There's one thing that we all have in common. You want to know what it is? There is seven days in a week. You all agree with me there? There is what? 24 hours a week. In a day. There is fifty two weeks in a year. That is a given. We all have it. You can't buy no more, you can't go down to the bank and say, I want to take out a loan so I can have some more time. No, you can't do that, can you? That's what you're given. And it's amazing how that we all use it differently, isn't it? At work, when you fill out a timesheet, you have to put a code in. Was I dealing with foster care? Was I dealing with child protective services? Was I dealing with a juvenile? Was I in court? And you had to put all those things. I often wondered if we as Christians, if we had to fill out a timesheet, how much would go under the code of serving God? Giving God what? Giving God my time. Be careful how you live. Be careful what your time looks like. Honestly, let's think about it. If you're honest with yourself, compared to other things we do, we give God a little bit of time, don't we? Just a little bit of time. We don't give Him what we need to do. When I was uh, went to Ruggles Camp that I told you about with the the offering plate, listen to this. We would have church. Are you ready? At 10:30 in the morning. Then we'd eat lunch. We would go back to church at 2 30 that afternoon. And then we'd eat supper. And then we would go back to church at 7 o'clock at night. Answer me this question. How many people you think we'd get if we decided to do that here at church? Not many. It said, What, preacher? Three times? i got to listen to a preacher three times. It's not going to be you as a preacher, because if it's you, preacher, three times, I I'm, I can't make it. How much time do you give God? How much time do you actually say, you know, this is what I'm going to give to God. This is what the time that I need to have, because the Scripture says something. It's very interesting when you... Look there in Ephesians in that scripture that I read to you. Be careful then how you live. Be careful in how you live. Because the last part says what? Because the days are what? Are evil. Those days are evil. What does that say to you and to me? That says, you know, the days are getting more and more evil in the world. And there's more and more terrible things happening in the world over and over and over and over again. What does that say to us? Do we need less of God today? What do we need? We need more of God today. Be careful. Do your very best to Give more to God, to work hard for God, and give God what you need in your life, making the most of every, every, every opportunity. When I when I was in the hospital, I had one thing that I wanted to do one more time. You want to know what it was? It wasn't to have a million dollars, because what do you do with a million dollars laying in a hospital bed? You just don't do nothing, right? It wasn't to have a big fancy sports car or whatever it may be or a big mansion. All I wanted to do, and you take this for granted all the time, all I wanted to do one more time was to sit on my deck at the house and look over my little 10 acres. Give me that one more time and I'll be all right. When I got home, first thing I did, she's going to tell you, couldn't, you know, a little wobbly. But I tell her, I said, honey, go sit me down over there and I'm going to stay there a little while. You know, I'd been out there probably a thousand times before. Thousand times before. And never, never thought to myself, this could be the last time. Or I may never be back there again. Folks, we need to do more of what that scripture says. Making the most of what? Every opportunity. You're... Because the days are evil. What's that mean to us? Don't give God leftovers and don't say, God, I'm just taking that for granted. You notice in society today, people take a lot of things just for granted, don't they? expect it. expect it. Don't do that. Have the gratitude of God in your life. And truly believe that and truly say, You know, God, thank you for letting me see that today. God, thank you. I I know I've done this a hundred times, but thank you, God, for allowing me to do it what? One more time. Thank you, God, for allowing me to look at my wife. Thank you, God, for allowing me to see my husband. Thank you, God, for my kids. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to hug on my kids and to kiss my kids. Thank you, God, for that. Have that time for God and do His will. Also, What about giving God what's left over of your energy? Over over in Ephesians 9 10. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all of your what? All of your might. All of your might. What about your energy? Most of us run to keep up with the pace of living today, don't we? Seems so fast. (laughs) You know, we we live on Reese Hurt Road, and, and Doug and Debbie and Kevin can tell you. You know, we have some crazy drivers out there. That's I don't don't know where they got their driver's license from, but some of them. But you know, it's 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 sort of bad, but not not bad, bad. But you know, when we go to Nashville, I pray when we get there, and I pray when we leave, and I praise God when we leave. Because why? Everybody's just boom, boom, boom. Got to be there. Got to. Got to do that. Got to be over there. Got to do that. Got to do this. Got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. That's how we live, isn't it? You're just so busy. And it takes so much of your energy, doesn't it? So much of your energy. And I, I, I've, you know, been a preacher as long as I have. When you look at somebody and you say, we'd love for you to come to church. We'd, we'd, love, for you to, we'd love for you to come to the Revival. And they look at you and they say this, these words. We will if nothing else comes up. You know what that means to me? Just say, no, I ain't coming. Right? No, I'm not coming. Because always there's going to be what? Something that comes up. And sometimes if it don't come up, we make them up. Right? We just do. And we, we burn it all up. We go, 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 go. I was thinking the other day about when I was coaching softball and football and doing radio and I was working and I I had four churches at one time and I had all of those things. And I was thinking to myself the other day, how how did you do that? Where, Where did the energy come from? Well, one of the things that I realized is this. When you give more energy over here, you're taking energy from where? Somewhere else. That goes to the story that you've heard many times when my mom called the house and Heather answered the phone and she asked, my mom asked, Heather, where's your daddy? And Heather said he doesn't live here anymore. I was either on a field or I was behind a mic or I was at work or I was doing something else. Boy, let me tell you what, that makes you, when Sheila told me that, you swallow really hard. And you think to yourself, well, I think I need to relook at my energy, where it's going. How much energy do you have for God? I believe God says, if one of those scriptures I said before, we read before, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. So my energy should be work seeking God and putting Him first in my life, giving Him everything that I can. And sharing that energy in my life. To be there with Him. To push myself a little bit. To strive forward just a little bit. Not to give the leftovers. And you can see leftover work, can't you? you just, it, leftover work is sloppy, isn't it? It's not your best. It's just what's left over. It's just, it's just, just there. I had a person one time ask me, Preacher, how, how much time do you spend in preparation to preach on Sunday morning? And I said, well, you know, I, I spend a little, a little bit of time getting, getting together my, my thoughts. But you know what else? I believe, and I can say this because Brother Charles will make sure you take care of me, don't you, Brother Charles? I believe that you're just as important as the preacher. I believe your energy needs to be used towards glory to God I believe when you come to church you should be preparing what yourself and saying I'm going to give God my very very best if the preacher's not there we're still going to have church because I'm going to give God my energy and I'm going to give God what I need today as you look at what God has for you in your hearts and the life last point real quickly over in Ecclesiastes 12.1. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come and your years approach. When you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Some give God what is left over of their life. You know, one of the things that we don't know. Thank God. You don't know how many more days you have on this earth, do you? You, you just don't know. You, you don't. Some people say, well, Brother Paul, I'd really like to know. Really? Would you really like to know? Would, would you really, really like to know that some people don't need to know because they would, they would act really, really mean for a bunch of that and then the last week get things in order, right? But you don't know when God is going to call you home. I believe God knows when He's going to call you home, but wouldn't it be great instead of giving God your leftovers? I've heard people say, "Well, well preacher, I'll be saved. I'll be baptized. I'll I'll adorn the church later on. I'm, not, I'm just not ready right now. I've got too many other things going on, but I'll I'll do that someday. I'll make that commitment someday, and then." Then I'll become a better church member, then I'll become a better Christian, then I'll I'll do my very, very best. Well, you know, sometimes I feel like my life is stuck in fast forward. You ever felt like that? The buttons pushed and you can't hit stop. Because it seems like just a few days ago that Sheila was giving birth to Heather, and then Heather gave birth to Gage and had Cammy, and we all of the you know, all this and it just flies by, doesn't it? That's the way life is. It doesn't stop. You wish it could. I think you wish you could push, push a pause button and say, let me take a big deep breath. Whoo, let me let me see where I but it, it doesn't work like that. Your life flies by. So the question this morning is are you giving God leftovers when it comes to your life? Are you truly not committed to Him? Are you giving him a little bit and saying I'll give you the rest of my life someday, Some, someday I will. Well, today is so very, very important because, you know, we don't know when God is going to call us home. All that we need to make sure is that we are ready on that day, right? We don't know the day, we don't know the hour, but I promise you something, it is going to happen. So you have to decide what? To make sure your heart and your life is right with God. And today you're saying, preacher, I've already done that. I've already turned my heart and life over to God. I've already given God everything. I'm I'm doing my very best. Let me tell you something. I believe you never could do too much for God. Because God's done way too much for you. You cannot repay that debt. So today, every day of your life, you need to be... Working and striving for God. So today at the altar, maybe you need to come and pray and say, God, I want to give you my life. All of it. I'm not hanging on to other parts. Other things that's taking me away, all those good parts. God, I I don't want you to have the leftovers anymore. God, I'm going to give it all to you. Maybe that's you and that's where you need to be. Maybe there's other parts of your life you need to turn over to God. Maybe you need to turn your family. Maybe you need to turn a problem over. Any of you got problems? If you didn't raise your hand, then you got a problem, right? Because we've all got them. We've all got situations. Maybe today is just the day you turn that over to God as well. Whatever that may be, as we sing our closing song, remember, you know, I'm not... I'm not one of those preachers that try to preach too much gloom and doom. But let me tell you, you don't know the hour. You don't know that day. Why don't you make sure today that you know for sure that your heart and your life is right with God. As Charles comes to lead us this morning in our closing song, invite Christ to talk to you. And invite Him to lay upon your heart what is needed.